Welcome to St. Michael Lenten Podcast Series. My name is Father Bob Johnston, and I will be leading our meditation today, which includes prayers, scripture reading, and a reflection on the reading. May you be strengthened for the Lenten journey. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Almighty Father, whose dear Son, on the night before He suffered, instituted the sacrament of His body and blood, mercifully grant that we may receive it thankfully in remembrance of Jesus Christ our Lord, who in these holy mysteries gives us a pledge of eternal life, and who now lives and reigns with You in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. Chapter 14, verses 12 to 25. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. And wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went to the city, and found everything as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. And when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, One of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to him, one after another, Surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread And after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. The Word of the Lord. Our Lenten journey has carried us to an incredibly important day, Monday, Thursday. In our current times, not many people focus on final deathbed statements, but in the past it was said to be extremely important. On the evening that we remember, Jesus, although a healthy 33-year-old, knows that he will be dead in less than 24 hours. So every word and action takes on new importance and meaning. He knows, but they don't. What will he say? What will he do? Jesus does at least several incredibly important things. As we meditate on the events of this day, and perhaps prepare to attend a Monday Thursday service, I want to mention three quick items for further thought. First, while not in our reading... John's account of that evening has Jesus telling the disciples he's going to be going away 
And then he says, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus is using this final time for the most key things, and one of those is to tell his followers to be about love. In fact, be known by love. Whatever we want to say about the shape and contours of Christianity, it should be about love always. Jesus tells us that. Second, he doesn't just tell his followers that night. He models it. He takes a towel and a water basin and does the work that the lowest servant would have done. He washes their feet. And he tells them straight up, I'm doing this to set an example for you. Jesus calls his followers to humble service of others. He teaches it and he models it. Finally, Jesus does more than just a regular Passover meal. He institutes the Last Supper or Holy Communion or the Eucharist. The meal is the most profound act of worship that we know. It is this act that simultaneously pulls and unites in many directions, backwards, forwards, horizontally, and upwards. Backwards in that it scoops up all salvation history. It's prefigured by manna in the desert, by the bread and wine of Melchizedek, and of course the Passover sacrifice of the Exodus. At the time of Jesus, the Passover involved the slaying of a lamb and a meal in remembrance. Jesus gives all of that new meaning in his words and actions. It is the Passover confirmed and surpassed. In the Eucharist given on this day, in one aspect, we remember what happened and we celebrate. But the Eucharist is also forward-looking. In the Eucharist, we are told in 1 Corinthians that we proclaim the Lord's death until He comes again. It reminds us to be forward-looking with anticipation of His second coming. It also involves the horizontal, the around-us aspect. We are invited to experience unity around the altar. That is one thing to think about when we pass the peace before heading to the altar rail in a communion service. It involves a call to unity and to love one another. Finally, the Eucharist also has a vertical or upward component. While knee-deep in mystery, we understand something unique takes place in the Eucharist. In it, we receive Christ's body. The Eucharistic presence comes through the action of the Holy Spirit, and it does so much, strengthens, reflects intimacy with God, even if veiled, unites. These are just to mention a few things. There's nothing more holy that we can do. That is why it is done at the coronation of kings and queens, before battle, before one passes to the next life, at ordinations, at every big event. The Eucharist is central. One bishop that I know describes it this way. The Eucharist is the central sacrament of the Christian life. Although we become united to Christ in our baptism, we are fed, nourished, and sustained by the Eucharist. On this night, Jesus calls his followers to love. He models love in the humble service of washing feet, and he gives the Holy Eucharist to the church. Each one of these places a call on our lives to walk in a deeper place with him. This day, may we reflect on each and indeed go to a deeper place. 
May God bless you as you continue your journey. Amen. Let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life, we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.